Welcome back to another episode of the Christchurch Real Estate Podcast. And today I am joined by Angela Webb from Bailey's. Hi Nathan. How are you Angela? Good. Good to see you. Thanks for taking the time uh, to have a chat. Mm. So you're uh, a real estate agent here at Bailey's. Um, you are in the investment division. Yep. So that would be your specialty, yeah. dealing so, in investment properties? Yeah, I run a team of six, all specialising in investment properties, um, multi-income, anything that's rented really. Sure. Um, 17 years in real estate, always specialised in investment properties. Cool. So we've known each other for a while. Mm. I first met you when you were either just starting at Brazier's or yeah, you I were think so. just yeah. sort of getting into it. So, just started at Brazier's. Yep. So you've moved from Brazier's to Bailey's? Yeah, 11 years ago. Yep. So then clearly whatever you go to next will have to start with a B as well? <laughs> yep. Yeah, probably. Yep. Yeah. I'll have to keep that in mind actually. Yeah, no, that's good. Cool. So um, what I wanted to have a chat about today was um, in the investment property market, a lot of people are chasing the yield. Mm. So the yield for people who don't know is the yearly rent. Yeah, income. Di- divided by the purchase price. Purchase price. So that's that comes out as a percentage. Yes. Yeah. So um, the average house in Christchurch um, at the end of 2022 mm. was looking about 750000 And the average, uh, the median rent at the same time, you're looking at about $500 a week. So $500 a week times 52 divided by 750,000 gives us 3.4% gross yield. Yeah. Very which low. Is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I would argue people shouldn't buy the average house mm. and they shouldn't be aiming for the average rent. But what are what are a few different types of investments that you're dealing with where people are getting a higher return or higher yield on what they're buying? Yeah. Well, I've always been about the existing portfolios, so the blocks of flats that were built in the 60s, 70s, or the houses that were converted into flats years ago, which um, wouldn't be legal in the current environment if they were built like that, but because they've got existing use rights, they're fine. Yep. So that would be an old villa, someone for a wall down the middle, created two doors, put two bathrooms and two kitchens, and you've got a double income property. Perfect. Yeah. And then... Um, so you've got student rentals as well, and also room-by-room accommodation, which give you a higher return. So most properties we sell now in the current market are probably 5.5% plus, up to about 8 if um, depending on the condition and type of property. Sure. So, yeah, I've, I've stayed away from the new home build market. Um, for me personally, I don't buy them because the returns are too low, yep. and just takes too much cash to top them up. I prefer sure. to be able to buy more properties by using higher cash flow. Yep. So, yeah, I, I have a lot of experience in the student market. That's yeah. where I've spent a lot of time. Uh, and you're right, It's it's if you can buy a, an existing property, you have a lot more scope to add value mm-hmm. uh, where it's not really an option with a new build. Yep. It keeps you moving faster. It yep. means you can buy more property. Yep. So... Explain the difference, if you can, between a student rental, mm-hmm. as what you and me would understand, yep. versus a room-by-room rental. Yeah. 
Um, room by rooms were popular 10 years ago. Um, they were seen as a way to get good cash flow. Unfortunately, now the banks have decided they don't really like them very much. And yep. also the council is not all that excited about them either. So student rentals are very much... You most of them are about six bedrooms because that works for under the council rules. But you can get from four bedrooms up to about eight bedrooms. And they're rented on a single lease. Yes. Um, so the tenants sort out who's paying what. Um, and it's a standard one-year fixed term, either generally running um, December to December or 1st of February to 1st of February. Yep. So you're, a lot of people don't understand that even though the students maybe not there at Christmas time, they still pay the rent and you've still got a whole year of income, which sure. works really well. Um, the yields are lower. Um, than what a room by room would be, but when you do the maths and the and the additional management for a room by room, um, generally they work out superior buying student rentals over room by rooms. Yeah, cool. So room by room is each room is its on on its own tenancy. Yeah. So sort of like a boarding house. Yeah. Um, but clearly not. It can be a, a four bedroom, can be a six bedroom, or yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, so um, there is a lot of people in the market market at the moment looking for large room by room properties because of the tax advantages that governments put in place if it's a boarding house over ten rooms. Yeah. But generally in Christchurch, they've traditionally been six or seven bedrooms and with six or seven tenancies, and then landlord covers the power, the internet, the Wi-Fi. Used to be Sky TV, not anymore. Yeah. Um, and commercial cleaning to go through once or twice a week. Cool. So. They sell at a higher gross yield, but when you net them out, um, they're probably sitting about 8% net. Okay. Yep. But that's with no vacancies. And vacancies, sure. vacancies can kind of ruin that. Yeah. So I know Bailey's has a management, property management department where they do quite a few student rentals. Mm. Um, do they also do, do they manage room by room or is that more of a specialised property management service? Yeah, they actually don't do much room by room. I think they've got a couple left over, but that's that's it from previously when they took them on. They won't take them on now. Okay. But there is companies around Christchurch who specialise in that and do it really well. And when they've got multiple properties that are room by room, they can, when a tenant comes to them, they can then decide which property that tenant's going to fit into the best. Because getting the um, like-minded tenants together in each property, you don't want to put two 20-year-old people in their 20s in a property that's got mostly people in their 50s. Sure. So it's a very, um, it's a skill to get the balance right in each house. Yeah. So for people who are chasing yield, they just want better income from their properties, mm -hmm. uh, there is a rule where you can put a minor dwelling on the back of a large-ish property. Yeah. So how are you finding that in terms of, have you sold any of these where you've essentially got two houses on the same title, mm. one of them being a minor dwelling, which you can you can rent the two houses out independently, but when you come to sell or purchase the, the whole property, you, you get both houses at once. Have yeah, um, yeah. I just call them multi incomes. Um, there's not many people using the multi the minor dwelling rule in Christchurch. Yep. Um, I know it's huge up on the North Island. Yeah, but it hasn't really taken on here. What I'm finding more is people will buy a three or four bedroom house and then put, you know, two or three sleepouts on the back. Yep. which gets their um, numbers up. And now that you can do thirty square meters of um, additional sleep outs as long as you don't have any plumbing in it yep. um, without a building consent that's really been um, 
quite successful as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'm finding more. And then once you get the bedroom numbers up, you get a better return. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> so that 30 square metre um, sleep out rule, that has changed. It used to be 10. Yes. And I've, I've utilised that a bit. Yes. But with 30, you get two really good sized bedrooms Yes. Um, out of that. And so that's got to be its own height away from the house and from the, fence. the boundary. Yeah. So... Theoretically, if you look at three metres, that's that's still pretty close to a house. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also got to be built by a licensed practitioner, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 So um, the easiest way to get the rents up is to add more bedrooms. Yeah. So converting a kitchen into a bedroom and move the kitchen into the dining room in an old house or cutting the living room in half to create another bedroom. All these have been used time and time again by investors to increase that yield and rental income. Okay. And it works really well for a very minimal cost. Yep. And is there certain areas in Christchurch where this strategy works better, or are you seeing this oh. right across the board? Um, a little bit right across the board now because there's a shortage. Yep. Um, and there's a lot of people, uh, families are now living together for longer. Um, yep. So there's large extended families with you know grandparents or you know or teenagers staying on longer, so they want more bedrooms. So throwing a couple of sleepouts on the back works well. Yep. Um, but definitely around the university is where it's been done traditionally a lot, and yeah, creating six bedrooms. Previously, kind of average room rate a couple of years ago was only one forty per week. That's now jumped, and we're seeing some properties at two hundred per week per okay. room. Yep. Yeah, we've got one on the market at the moment in Curlitz Road that's um, rented for 1400 a week. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and what sort of, if you can say, what sort of price guide would you be seeing that at? Um, that's up close to the mill somewhere. Okay. Yeah. But yep. not a bad return for 1400 a week? No, that's yep. right. So, and that's know. a student rental or just? Yes, students. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's... Probably seven bedrooms. There's also an upstairs landing area, which is quite significantly large. Yep. And I noticed the students who are living there at the moment are using that as an eighth bedroom. You couldn't really call it a bedroom because you've got to walk through the space to get to other rooms. Yep. But once you've dealt with students and seen the student market, they're happy to pretty much live anywhere as long as their rent stays low. Yep. I find a lot of people are scared when you talk about student rentals. Yeah. I found them to be great. I've been doing it for 20 years. Um, there is more potential, more issues yes. with damage, but I probably I've probably had only two times where the house has been had a party which has got out of control, and so yeah. not bad for multiple places over twenty yeah. years. My rule of thumb that I say to buyers is. If it's um, you're the kind of person who wants to drive past your property once a month, once a week, and if beer cans on the lawn or a couch in the rain at the front of your property is going to upset you, um, then you probably don't want to own a student rental. But if you're happy to leave it up to the property manager and just forget that you even own it and never drive past it, um, generally most things can be fixed. You get a higher return. And tenants don't, they're untidy, but generally they don't damage things to a standard that's an issue. Yeah. Yeah, they leave couches outside all year round. Yeah. Which is a bizarre. Yeah. But anyway, I'm, I'm well past my student days, so it's, yep. I like my couches dry, but that's uh, just me. Okay. And um, just touching on 
the sleep out issue. Mm. Um, how do you find those when you come to sell them these unconsented, legally unconsented sleep outs? Are they an issue for people who don't realise how it all works? Look, it's always been... Um, Converted garages are probably the harder issue. Yeah. Um, so if you've got a Skyline garage and you line it all in jib and insulate it and turn it into two bedrooms, put some ranch lights on the front and don't get that consented, that is creating more concern with buyers sure. than a 10 square metre sleep out or a 30 square metre sleep out that looks like it's been built, built professionally. Yeah. Um, as long as it doesn't have any plumbing in there. Yep. Um, so yeah, I find garage conversions cause more concern. Yep. Um, and as me and you know, over the years, it's been a real grey area at the council. Yeah. Um, I've, I do have emails from council saying no, you don't need a consent to convert a garage because it's not a change of use. Yep. And you're only putting in interior walls. Yeah. And you don't need a consent to put up an interior wall. No. So. But I think anything outside the norm, it'll scare a lot of people. So I think as a investor you want to kind of tread that line carefully if you're hoping to sell mm. that at some stage yeah definitely yeah and you've got to make sure now if you're converting so that you either keep it six bedrooms or less or if you're going to go over six bedrooms you need to get a resource consent um, for the use over six bedrooms now with the council okay if you're buying something that was eight bedrooms and being like that for 10 years you can apply for an exist existing use right under the council which okay. then gives you a certificate sure fifteen hundred dollars which is Annoying, but it does mean that um, they acknowledge that there was eight bedrooms at that property for the last 10 years, yep. and therefore it didn't require a resource consent to be like that. Cool. I am getting a lot of clients getting the resource consents for the six bedroom plus, okay. and it doesn't seem to be a big problem. Yep. So, so it's just a, a matter of filling in the paperwork and yep. the council. Yep. Green, a lot just get a planner involved and they do it all for them yep. and they seem to be getting granted these consents for six bedrooms or more. Okay. No, I think it's, it's over six bedrooms. Over six bedrooms, yep. yeah. So seven, seven or higher. Seven or higher, yep. that's okay. right. All right. No, we might wrap it up there. Thanks heaps for spending some time having a chat. Yeah. If people want to get in touch with you uh, to talk about buying or selling an investment property, mm -hmm. where where's the best place to... to see you to find oh, out look give me a call get on the email yep um, I've got a website angelaweb.co.nz um, and that explains about all our services and what we do perfect and yeah just so get I'll, in touch cool I'll drop some uh, links to you underneath mm -hmm. uh, on the show notes below and uh, if people want to get in touch uh, they'll be able to find an easy way to have a chat with you great love talking to investors great. do it all day long thanks Angela 